The gospel reading this morning does come from St. Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1591. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel for the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying this, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your soul as well. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace 
of God was on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. A little story for you. Why not? When I was a child, I remember that I was not nearly as excited about the clothes that I got for Christmas time as I was the other stuff. Anyone relate to that? Yeah, I'm not the only one good. I can remember um, that (laughs) some of my friends would ask, what'd you get? And I go, I got clothes. Now, if you ask me, I'd say, I got clothes. <laughs> In fact, let me tell you about a Levi product that's out there right now. I think it's called 595, something like that. I don't know if that has to do with the, the, uh, the belt size or not, but uh, they're stretchy. Oh, man. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. How do you decide what you're going to wear in the morning? You can go through your closet. For college kids, maybe they go through the, look for the cleanest of the dirty. Shameful, Dad. But it's an important decision that we make, you know, in our clothes to a lot of people um, are, are uh, they say who they are. They, they, they. Some people look at uh, putting, you know, things together from a, a stylistic point, colors matching, uh, to what's the trend and the fashion trend right now. Uh, some people are conscious of, uh, of labels. I remember, uh, I, I wasn't, <laughs> but I remember some of the jackets uh, that came out. What were some of those, the names, Guess, I guess, or... Some of the uh, different, you know, they had a label on that jacket, and that was like the be-all, end-all. I know ladies have purses that way. Dooney Bork, right? Maybe that's far along, far away ago, but, you know, different purses. And, and, and so what you wear, some people say, tells everybody who you are. Hold on to that thought for a little bit, you know. Um, if you remember what we talked about a little earlier uh, in the last few weeks, what you wear tells people of what you are. Anyone remember that guy that was baptizing everybody in a baptism of repentance? What was his name? Uh, John the Baptist. Wore a leather belt and camel hair, right? And Jesus even said, what did you go out to see when you saw, went to go hear him speak? Somebody in fine clothes? No. But the one thing that he was clothed in, and that is he was clothed in the Holy Spirit. He was clothed 
in the promise of the coming Christ. Paul tells us today in his letter to the Colossians about what we should be clothed in. He says that as a church that we should clothe ourselves with kindness. And I see that in here in this church. In fact, from my office this morning, I could hear in the kitchen the voices of many coming together and laughing and preparing the coffee and the treats that we will enjoy in kindness. Sounded like a family reunion. He says that we are to be clothed in gentleness. I heard gentleness in there. And I look out across this room here, the sanctuary this morning, and I see kindness and gentleness in my interactions with each one of you. Patience. Now, I know you're patient because I'm still your pastor. I know you're patient because I see you exercise patience with each other. You're clothed just the way you're supposed to be. And lastly, Paul says, the cherry on top, he didn't say that, but together, everything put together with love, by putting on love, and it brings us all together. That's what he is asking us to do. I like that. I think that's a, that's a good marching order or a recipe. What must I do if we want something that we should do? Although that's not my job from this pulpit is to tell you what to do. My job from this pulpit is to proclaim to you Christ and him crucified. My job here is to point out the law. And so in our readings this morning, our first reading was talking about the firstborn son and the firstborn male going all the way back, all the way back to Exodus. Did you catch that? If, if it's not consecrated, snap its neck. Ooh. God is a righteous God, and God requires that his rule, his law be met, period. God doesn't say, eh, that's okay. Close enough. God demands obedience. God demands perfection, period. That's quite a list that Ken read from Exodus of the things that we need to do. I kidded you before how sacrifices in church way back when were messy and it took a long time. And you may think I go long in my, in my uh, sermons here, which are some people have told me are more like a hostage situation than a sermon. But the fact of the matter is, this is a lot shorter than it used to be. Because God's righteousness was met. We see righteousness, we see obedience in action in our gospel this morning. 
First we hear and visualize Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus going to the temple as they were told to do. Obedience, inaction. And then we see a character that is obedience, inaction. The Holy Spirit is on this man, Simeon, and he's <laughs> ready to go home. But he's hanging on, being obedient, day after day after day. He is in that temple, and he is pra praising God. He is in prayer. And, oh, my gosh, here's baby Jesus. Obedience has some rewards, does it not? Does it not? One obedience that has a reward for me is if I'm driving the speed limit, I don't have to look in the rearview mirror. Right? This man, Simeon, is obeying God and ta-da, here's Jesus. Oh, and the beautiful things that he has to say as he is led by the Spirit to speak these prophetic words. What a day Mary and Joseph had. Can you imagine that at the christening of your baby? What a day. And finally, we receive from the prophet Anna. She speaks to them. She again is obedience in action. You may not have noticed it, but in Colossians, Paul's given more law. He's telling you how to be dressed. And did any of you, like, maybe kind of snicker a little bit when you heard me say that we are in IC and you are patient? Always? No, I'm not. Are you gentle? Always? How about kind, always, compassionate, always? How do we do this, Pastor Ken? I started off feeling pretty good. You made me chuckle about stretchy pants. Now I'm feeling a little bit like, what am I going to do? I can't even be kind and gentle. You just told me. I did, didn't I? You can't on your own. However... That same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That same Holy Spirit that came upon Simeon and said, hang on, because you will, your eyes will see the Messiah. Through your baptism, through this water, through the faith that you had, even if you were a little baby when you were baptized, you had faith. Faith is a gift by the Holy Spirit. Through this baptism, what Christ did on that cross, you can and you are kind and gentle and humble and patient and able to love.
Not perfectly. But in God's eyes, he sees it as his son. Clothed in your son. Not clothed in a guest jacket or, I'm sorry, I can't even think of the the of uh, the fancy names of the jackets that are out there but that doesn't matter to God what he sees when he looks at you his beloved son his beloved daughter is I see my son I see my son clothing you I see perfection I see that my law has been fulfilled and so it's not that we have to gather together in the kitchen and make coffee or gather together in this sanctuary. We don't have to. We get to. And we are powered by that Holy Spirit. That no matter how we felt on the way in here, maybe we didn't feel like coming. But we came anyway. But we are refreshed we are refreshed by the fact that we have confessed, that we have been given absolution. We are refreshed and will be refreshed when we come up and take and eat of his body and drink of his blood. We are refreshed and re-energized, renewed once again. That's his promise. That's your act of obedience. It's the coming with faith. And trusting in him that he's got you and he'll never let you go. And on that day that he calls you when he is done and you have fulfilled what he has created you to be and calls you home, you will be with him in peace forever. In the name of Jesus, amen.